and a very good evening everybody, welcome along, it's Monday night, it's 9 o'clock, it's a little bit after 9 o'clock, it's a minute past 9 by uh, Bill Gates is telling me it's a minute past 9, uh, so yeah, welcome along to this week's episode of Tea and Tops, as always my name is Graham and with me is Jason, how are we doing Jason? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Steve Jobs is telling me he's 901 here, so you know, just, we got oh, well, both operating systems covered. That's it. Bill Gates just told me it's now two minutes past. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that because that microchip from your second vaccination is telling you that as well? That is, yeah. My, my 5G reception is just off the chain right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, things are good. Uh, yeah, it's been a good weekend. And uh, we're, it's August now, so we're, we're getting into the fun part of the year. It's uh, uh, the dog days of summer now, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, now that we all have uh, glorious tans from the lovely weather up here in Scotland, uh, yeah, you we, might. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm only slightly less see through than I normally am. I've changed from like blue to almost being like pure driven snow white. So yeah, I guess that's about as tanned as I get. So I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I just we'll take it, it. Yeah. I just turn it one big freckle when the sun comes out. So <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, for your birthday, we'll pitch in and get you some a fake tan, and then you can go. Oh right yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like three minutes in the sun beds, and I'll be like a lobster. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for tuning in this week. As always, we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Team Tops. We're also live on Facebook on the Team Tops Facebook page, and we're live on our YouTube channel as well. Um, and yeah, we are going to talk this week a little bit about the National Sports Card Convention that was held in Chicago just uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think it was of last weekend. Um, yeah, and because of the National, there's not really too much other news. All the news has been coming out of the National. Uh, so yeah, no new releases or anything from Tots this week, so we don't really have that to talk about. Um, we will touch a little bit on Project 70 just as we go through, because we've got a couple of Project 70 related uh, related bits of news in there, I guess. Um, and yeah, it even covers NFTs. Now, imagine talking about NFTs, a physical card show. But there you go. Tops were obviously excited about it. Um, so I guess the, the first bit of news then is that already all the exhibitor booths and stuff for the 2020, I'm going to try that again, 2022 show in uh, Atlantic City, they're all sold out already and there is a wait list. So... There will be no tea and tops, uh, uh, no tea and tops stand at the 2022 National Sports Car Convention. I'm afraid we can confirm that now, which, quite frankly, is terrible news. You know, it was. We were disappointed. Um, they don't know what they're missing out. You know, we, the plan is to show up in kilts. Um, yeah. You know, maybe rent a bagpiper and have us, you know, piped in. It's just to really draw attention to our booth, but uh, you know, I, we had a one up everyone in the showmanship, and we, that would have brought the noise. It would have done. It would have done. Yeah, we 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 could have taken the place by storm, but no, unfortunately not. We were too too slow on the uptake. So yeah, if nothing else, the the show next year is going to be uh, very well attended again. Um, all the reports I've seen, all the articles I've read, uh, everyone is claiming record attendances. Obviously, there was no show last year uh, in two thousand and twenty, thanks to coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, obviously a lot of people excited to be back in a large convention center with thousands of other people with no masks on so good on them uh, but, but yeah uh lots of lots of good reports coming out of there um interestingly enough i've seen a lot of uh, a lot of chat about cards outside of the traditional four american sports being amongst the most popular uh in fact one dealer saying that the uh the fastest cards that were moving on his table were formula one cards Really? So, I, yeah. I don't see any value in those. I'm sorry. 
it's nah. it's it's absolutely taken off. So so when lockdown hit, I guess like so, soccer cars were the first ones that saw a really big price hike. Uh, out, like they they were the one when when NBA went crazy and NFL went crazy, and baseball sort of started to pick up a little bit with the prices early doors on lockdown last year. Everyone turned to soccer, and then the soccer cards went mental after that, and that's where we're seeing like six hundred percent increases year on year on some of the soccer products. Um, Formula One seems to be the one that's that's picking that trend up this year. Uh, it's it's kind of helped with the fact that F one is actually quite interesting this season. Um, a lot of teams who weren't really in it are kind of in it a bit more. A lot of a few more drivers. It's a lot more competitive than it was. Uh, Lewis Hamilton isn't just dominating. Mercedes aren't just dominating like they have been uh, the last couple of years. Obviously, Hamilton, Max, um, Lewis Hamilton, and Max Verstappen are getting a bit chippy and crashed into each other and uh yeah it's getting it's getting very melodramatic and i think that's helping drive uh that's helping drive interest as well um formula one also changed ownership like two years ago and it's now an american consortium called liberty media group that uh that own them and they've been working real hard to push it in the american market obviously uh the racing market in the u.s dominated by nascar and uh, and indycar and uh and, and those kind of things um, so they've really been working to build the F1 fan base in the states, and I think that that's contributing to it as well. But so yeah, I thought that was that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, UFC cars are also taking off as well. But yeah, for it to be the most popular, uh, I thought was quite an, quite an interesting quite an interesting statement. Do you think it's because it's just you can buy them cheap, and pump up the interest? It's, it's kind of like the Gary V thing. Well, I'm going to buy them cheap, pump them up. And, and make four times the value on them when they're there. Because, I mean, I, I saw Tops had a women's across set. You, I know you have women's volleyball cards that you sent. Yeah, so, yeah. Can I put a frame of reference around that? Because you're making me sound like a horrible pervert. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 like the headline would read worse than that because it's college volleyball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even worse as a forty-one-year-old man, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah, the set I have has uh, Randy Johnson's daughter in it, uh, so there's like that slight baseball connection there as well. But yeah, there's a, a a new pro volleyball league starting up that she's fronting. I thought was quite an interesting card. So yeah, allow me to put a frame of re- reference around why I, why <laughs> I wasn't trading cards on the bus there. I was the, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, it's one of these things that, you know, there's always, like, random sports coming up. And, like I said, like, I didn't think there was even a women's lacrosse league, let alone cards for it. So, you know, it'd be one of those yeah. things where you go, okay, I can buy this now, take a punt on it. And there, I mean, like I said, you, I mean, I remember watching soccer blow up because nobody wanted it. And all yeah. of a sudden you can do it. And it was like, great, I can now like, quadruple my money. It's it's the flip game. You know, it's like all the shoe resellers went, okay, what's the next item there? Because wrestling cards, I mean, what's, where are you going to go next? Well, yeah, that's the, I mean, that's kind of the next one. If you think about all the properties that haven't blown up yet, um, WWE is probably there or thereabouts. Like, like I said, it, it's, it's filtered down from the traditional big four sports of baseball, hockey, NFL, and what am I missing? Baseball, hockey, NFL, and... NBA, NBA that, thing, that, that, that little ball thing. <laughs> yeah, welcome to old guys remembering stuff. Um, it was a draft last week. It was an important draft on Thursday last week. <laughs> what was that for the Seattle Kraken of the NBA? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a little blow there. Right the, oh, man. You threw me I, under the bus with the, with, the, with the volleyball cards, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was the NBA draft on Thursday, and I, I didn't even know myself. I was on holiday, so I wasn't really paying attention. So. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be some big but NBA yes, releases coming up soon then. 
Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me know. My my team hasn't existed for fifteen years now. <laughs> almost yeah. over the pain of that, even though almost. I still wear Sonic stuff every chance I get. Yeah, I don't worry. They'll be back in Portland soon enough. <laughs> and you're lucky. You're three hundred miles away. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, right. Enough. Uh, enough uh, basketball-based japery. Um. So yeah, uh, I can't remember how we got on that subject. We've we've we've, we've taken one of our legendary detours. Hey, we were talking ago. about non-traditional sports cards. Uh, uh, yes, of course we were. Of course we were. Yeah, F one being the fastest moving, um, from reported by some dealers at the national, which I found, which is kind of interesting. Um, also at the national, PSA were there. Now, of course, uh, we know that PSA are currently closed, um, unless you want to pay an exorbitant amount of money to get your card graded. Uh, so they're not technically closed. They've just basically priced out the marketplace. So, you know, you don't go and grade all your, all those shed long rookies that you're hanging on to. Um, I have got a lot. I can't wait till I see them next. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they were there. PSA were on site and they were accepting submissions. Now, the cheapest submission you could put in if you wanted your card graded by PSA, $250 per card. Uh, which is madness. Now, I was uh, I was watching a live stream of a breaker, and we'll come to the live stream story later, uh, and I overheard a conversation in the background where another, presumably another dealer or, or card owner, or card shop owner or whatever, had submitted 55 cards to PSA. It stood in, stood in the queue for, I think, four hours or something, he said, submitted 55 cards at 250 bucks a card and didn't even get a discount. Uh, and that was, I think that was the crux of his moan was that he didn't get a discount. The fact he had 55 cards that he thought were worthy enough to pay $250 uh, per card to get graded, uh, like he's, he's quite happy to gloss over that. But <laughs> So I, I just did the math on that real quick. That's just a shade under $14,000. There you go. Yep. So money, yeah, you drop, for all drop, right? But I mean, that's how... minimum. Now, depending on the value of the cards that, that he was submitting, it's two fifty, and and it goes up from there. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what what he was submitting yeah, there, but, what, I mean... what, but minimum. Yeah, minimum fourteen, uh, 14 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that that bubble's gonna burst there, and I, I think uh, we had a, we had a great conversation for the show. I think this is something we, we'll explore in coming weeks mm. when the kids mm. are back at school, and we actually can do research mm. without. Uh, kids screaming every 10 minutes that they want something or their <laughs> ipad works or somebody robbed them on roblox or something like that so. yeah oh that happens to your kids as well i'm glad to hear it's not just my kids <laughs> that, get, that get that get scammed on roblox yeah that seems to be what kind of what kind of life choices are you making if you think right what am i, what, what am I going to do to uh to entertain myself i'm going to go around and scam kids out of stuff on roblox I anyway. figure it's like it's like ten year old boys <laughs> let's be honest like no it's, one else small, is doing... it's like it's like grown fucking adults doing that I guarantee it because these things are worth a lot of money or can be. Or anyway, I will anyway scam, to scamming on Roblox is, is that's that's conversation for that's a different show. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of knowledge on that real quick. Uh, even quicker than I would run out of knowledge of baseball cards. Um, so yeah, interesting. So I bet I mean Beckett were there as well. Uh, I don't know if they were accepting submissions, but they were certainly there. I mean, they're, of course, they're going to have a presence there. Uh, CGC, CGC, I saw were there as well. They did a Twitter takeover of the the Nationals official Twitter channel, so they had like uh, I think three or four hours of advertising trying to push their grading service, which I don't suppose was two hundred and fifty bucks a card. Though interestingly, they had closed themselves for submissions as well after initially hitting the market and being like hey come and grade with us we're not going to close ourselves off and we're going to keep our prices and then three months later put their prices up and then they had to close themselves off so you know well played well played 
Um, tops were there, un quite unsurprisingly. Um, and, you know, they had a massive stand. Uh, of course they're going to have that. Quite interestingly enough, in the in one of the articles that I read, the their director of marketing, whose name I now have, and we'll link to him, try and get him on the show, uh, wanted to talk at great length uh, in multiple articles, actually, not about their physical offerings, but about NFTs. So anytime this guy was asked a question about, oh, you know, top shirt, the national, what you what are you selling and stuff, they weren't talking about physical cards. This guy was pushing NFTs. Um, and that, I think, tells a story in itself. I mean, first of all, it's quite interesting. And I guess, in a way, it's good to hear because we've speculated at length, I think, pretty much every week uh, about whether or not they were going to return to the space or when they were going to return to the space. Um, but with all the sounds that are coming out of Tops just now, it looks like they are going to be back. But, of course, still no idea when. But they obviously still see some kind of value in the marketplace. We've seen, I guess, in recent weeks, the uh, the crypto prices have started to kind of come back a little bit, which is hopefully going to bring inspire some confidence back in the NFT marketplace. Um, but yeah, we're, we kind of thought maybe the home run, the all-star break would have been like the perfect time to do it. There would have been lots of exciting things that they could have capitalized on there, but that never materialized. We've seen Series 2, physical Series 2 tops, uh, has kind of been and gone, sort of, I think it's kind of maybe six weeks ago now since that launched. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting that whenever a press out, uh, a representative of the press was uh, speaking to the head of marketing for tops at the National Card Collectors Convention, he wanted to talk about NFTs. He didn't want to talk about physical cards. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. What, what are you really going to talk about? Hey, that card looked really good. I really liked it design. <laughs> I mean, you really can't say a whole lot. Is Project Seventy going to go? Are we going to have Project Twenty Twenty Three next year? Well, you know what, what? What's the next thing? I mean, the, the, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. And again, it's an emerging market. Um, they've obviously dropped the ball on it. Crypto crashed, um, and you know why wouldn't they push it? They, they get a twenty percent commission on every time it sells. Well, that's true. It's going to. I suppose it's going to be their cash cow, and like you say, it is a future market. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good to hear it being to hear them at least to have some kind of acknowledgement that it, that they're still interested in it because we've not heard anything really from their social media channels. Well, certainly for baseball. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, we've was, had Bazooka Joe and we've had Street Fighter and we've had a few other tops properties, but not actually had baseball. I mean, I, I I may be putting two and two together and coming up with five, and perhaps they're just speaking in general NFT terms rather than baseball NFT terms. Um. But it's one of the same things. It's like, I, I, how much Bazooka Joe are you really buying? Like, like, like I, I, mean, I, I have no concept of the cultural significance of Bazooka Joe as as the as the token American of the pair of us. <laughs> what, <laughs> what what light can you shed on on the life and times of Bazooka Joe? It, it was just cheap gum. Like it's original flavored. It's hard, and you got a comic with it. And so, like, no, it's like it's. There's nothing great about Bazooka. Um, it, it was just gum with a comic in it. That was really about it. So, you know, I guess it's comic in NFT form. Like, the, yeah. the, the gum's terrible. Like, literally, you buy, you, I mean, you pay, you pay like five, five cents for it. You know, maybe it's probably like 10 now or with inflation in the US. Yeah. It's probably like a dollar for a piece now. But, you know, uh, it's nothing great. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm heading down to the American candy store 
uh, in Lee soon, and I'll see if there's any bazooka. Oh uh, yeah, if, yeah. If not, we can always get uh, get our friend and our friend in Florida, JC, to ship some over. Yes. So yeah. So like, the gum's terrible. Like I don't know, but it's all about the comics. So you, you really just kind of like. I mean, that was really about it. I remember buying, like you know, getting like fifty cents from my dad and going to the store and buying like ten pieces of gum and then like jamming it in my mouth and, and reading the comics, <laughs> kind of hoping that if I added more gum to it, it might taste better and still get the same result. Yeah. Yeah. You try to blow colossal bubbles and stuff as well, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I can see Garbage Pail Kids, absolutely. You know, it's a bit of nostalgia there. But even like Bazooka Joe is like my dad's age stuff. You know, there's, mm. you know, I I don't really see kind of seven year old guys going NFTs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bazooka Joe. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. What demographic are they pitching? I I I just assumed it was a kind of. Uh, obviously more US oriented demographic for that product certainly because I don't think Bazooka Joe ever made it over here uh, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite happy to be told that I'm wrong but uh, like I don't have any physical recollection of Bazooka chewing uh, or bubble gum or chewing gum whatever uh, or or Bazooka Joe and whoever the hell he might be um, yeah so it feels that, but then like I say a lot of tops other franchises are far more general you know they've got like you say garbage pill kids that's a good example they have marvel they have disney they have uh star wars they have uh you know some nhl i guess some i'm just going through all the apps that we yeah exactly <laughs> which apps do i have yeah which right apps now? do i have that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to pull from my memory yeah. uh but so yeah, yeah but... like I said, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a bit of Americana. I mean, that, that's you're really selling the Americana on that. And, and like I said, you know, like my dad's not going to buy any NFTs of Bazooka Joe anytime soon. So. <laughs> you might get a surprise. You never know. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, when this show ends, I'll ask, Dad, do you have you an NFT? What's, yeah. And it'll be the, what, what the fuck's the NFT? <laughs> what the fuck's the NFT? Yeah, I think episode seven. We did that show already. Yeah, I think yeah. it was episode seven. Yeah, something like that. Uh, jeez. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, like I say, I think I think we're both hoping that that we see baseball NFTs again. I certainly, I'm, I enjoyed them. I thought they were kind of fun. I think they were fun. I, I like the whole crafting aspect, and again, mm. I think that's because I play so much fun that's, now. Yeah, and I, I, thing, I like yeah. trading. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's one of those things that that really kind of got me into the NFTs. So, um, yeah, I mean. It was one of those things where you were speculating, all right, which player are they going to do this, the crafting next one? That's right, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to have your stuff set, you don't have to have your NFTs set in standstill for three days while FedEx pull their head out their arse to ship it as well. Exactly, our customs held it up for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> we've both been there. Yeah, we've both been there, yeah. Yeah, so another aspect of Tops' stand then, uh, which seemed to go down quite well, was a take, they had a take one, leave one wall. Uh, so basically, you could go along with any card, pick a card, any card, uh, and you could leave it on Tops's wall. It was basically just, I think they had about a dozen sort of rack type shelves, and you just go and pop a card on it. And if you saw a card there that you liked, you could take one away. Uh, you can guess what happened. Uh, various scumbags were pictured and recorded and posted on Twitter and, and wherever else, uh, sort of just loitering. And anytime anybody put up, left a slightly nice card or you know, like a Mike Trout of any description or a Juan Soto of any description, uh, said scumbag would just go and take it off the wall and not leave anything. So, uh, you know, this is why we can't have nice things, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming these are like 2021 base cards. Is there any value into these things? Who knows? Uh, I mean... A dollar? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a Mike Trout base card will sell for more than a Shed Long base card. 
That's uh, preposterous. There's <laughs> no way that a Mike Trout card will go for a shed yeah. log. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the one of the things I saw a guy had left two two the guy left two Juan Sotos and was recording it as he did it, and he took he, he took literally four steps back, and and some guy just stepped in and took them just immediately took them, put them in his pocket, and walked away. You know, it's like it's like that kind of thing. It's like. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing unusual. Like, ah, it's terrible, <laughs> and and people are always like that. I mean, I remember, you know, how many times you see a card show that you know someone's stolen something off someone else's decks. You know, oh, two uh, years ago, two years ago was a really bad one. It was like a, a a big flipping chase and stuff from from somebody who yeah. who like grabbed a bunch of stuff off a table and just pegged it out of the place. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I there's this, all, and so at least like it's free cards. Uh, you know, I guess it's I guess it's one of those things where it's like I just want everyone to be happy and 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 not have to worry about this stuff. Yeah, there, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's like the whole why can't we all just get along thing. But because yeah, there was someone saying that uh, I was reading in, in the tops Project Twenty Twenty group. They're like, well, I have a full set of Project Twenty Twenty. Should I bring it down? And the guy goes, nope. You should. <laughs> it said you should absolutely not do that. You should go and say I have a full set. Uh, it's in a, it's in my hotel room or in the trunk of my car, but don't say where because then someone might just know it's in your hotel room and yeah, then exactly. literally go you rob you on your hotel room. You yeah, know? yeah. Like the the value of everything has gone up so much that yeah, you, you would have to take reasonable precautions to to protect yourself. Um, I saw a poll. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was on Twitter or probably wasn't Twitter because I don't go on Twitter too much. But I saw a poll before it. Somebody had asked a question about oh, I'm going to the national this year. This is my first one. Should I take cash or will most vendors take card? And all the comments and all the replies were like, cash, 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 cash is king. You want to do deals, cash, 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 cash. Uh, and then one of the first pictures that I saw was, I think it was Golden Auctions. Oh, God, like, yeah, it was like Golden Auctions who dropped 155K in cash. Yeah. Uh, I shared that. I'm going to have to go and find the picture because I don't feel like... Yeah, you shared it to us. I, I've ever seen that and it was ridiculous. I mean, I, I can't oh, imagine man. walking around with, with that much money. Yeah, uh, yeah, at, just you know, stacks. Because I, I get it. Like, dealers have to pay a percentage of the sale there, which I, on a $150,000 sale, it's a, it's a big chunk of change. Um, and they, surely they, the companies must limit that. But yeah, I mean... Are you walking around with uh, with Tiny from Friday to protect your stuff? <laughs> I mean, hey man, yeah. that's my bike. <laughs> you know, I mean, my 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 butt cheeks start clenching if I'm walking about rocking about with like anything more than like a hundred pound on me because I'm paranoid it's going to fall out my pocket or something like that. That'll be the one time that you know the zero point zero one percent chance I get pickpocketed happens or something like that. I don't mind strolling around one of these shows where. You know, uh, there's a lot of high value stuff, and you're walking around with six figures in your skyrocket. That's yeah. crazy. I can't find the picture now. That's really disappointing. Yeah, no, um, I, I remember you showing that and going, "Here, here, here's the cash there," and it's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. That's a lot of money to be kind of carrying cash around, and uh, it's be one of those things that someone's going to figure it out. Just going to go, "Yep, I'm going to follow you back to your hotel room <laughs> and just take your cash." Yeah, some of these dudes, man, I imagine they need to be pretty careful. Uh, you know, if you're if you're rolling up to the show like a couple of days in advance, you know, if you're one of the one of the big dick swingers out there, and you're you know you've got like a big booth, and you're bringing like um, BBCE, so Baseball Card Exchange, where I was sh again sharing pictures of some of the swag that they had taken along, like 
you know, sealed heritage boxes that were like 16K and stuff like that. And, you know, a, a box of 2011 update, so the Mike Trout rookie box, that's worth like eight grand now. And people are like carrying around cases of them. Right. You know, are you guys arriving with like armed guards or something? <laughs> it's like, what's yeah, happening? Cause I think they were the one that had like what, the 1970 or 1971. I didn't want to pull the year. I'm going to go and try and find that one real quick. Yeah, as well. I think it was the 1971 one because it was, uh, that's the one with the black borders. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that was it. It was an, an amazing condition there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was where the cash was because it was 150,000 that thing or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I'm just um, going, I'm going to go and try and find it now. So, we share, obviously, I, I shared that. Share this in the baseball card group and now. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I get you have to worry about that. People will will rob you, and someone's gonna get smart. But then the problem is, let's see, say if you rob someone with a graded card, it's gonna pop up, and you're gonna know about it. Well, that's the thing. It's shifting it. It's shifting it. It's gonna be the problem after that. And I think, like I said, there was quite a quite a big theft two years ago, and that's how they eventually caught the guy because you know the stuff's so hot that you, you know you can't really. Uh, you can't you have really to crack it, it and then sell and then rip, submit it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm desperate trying to find this. Never mind. Uh, I'll keep scrolling. I'll find it. We can always circle back to it. Um, That's right. Old guys remembering stuff. Here we go. Yeah, I, I didn't want to pick the year out of thin air because I'll just Glenn, Glenn will moan at me if I get it wrong. But I, I will find it. I'll find it where we're going. Um, but yeah, you I, should I, know I, this. It, it's your. It's your actually Bronson set. Come on now. It is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's, well, I think it is seventy-one then. Yeah. Um, I will find it. Anywho, um, so talking of high end, it's nice that we've kind of apexed into that. Uh, so one of the one of the big draws, one of the things that gets to the, the guy, the, the the crowds to your booth is if you're if you're breaking high end stuff. Um, probably the most synonymous modern box at the moment, I guess, is two thousand and eleven Tops Update, which contains the Mike Trout rookie card uh, of which we've seen one we've seen uh, a 2011 mike trout uh rookie from that set on the show when we had glenn on glenn why was glenn was flashing his one um so yeah i I know of at least two breakers that that did a break uh that included 2011 update that they streamed live from uh from the national there was probably more uh, so Mojo Breaks, which is one that's quite well known in, in the UK because they ship internationally, uh, they opened uh, a, a box of 2011 update uh, and they pulled a black Mike Trout, which I believe is numbered out of 60, I think. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of a monster. Um, so wait, there's I... variations on that Trout. I just assumed it was just the the uh, uh basically the base card the base. No, no there's there's um I, I don't know them all i could I'd really quickly go on cardboard connection the ones no, to, no, the ones to look out for are black um which is quite low numbered and obviously if you get that in uh we just discussed it's difficult to keep black cards and like psa 10 uh quality because they get scratched really easy so if, if that in any way grades out then that's that's a payday for somebody the the one that people really want is like the cognac, which is like a, a crazy refractor. Uh, right. So yeah, if you get a cognac trout, uh, they look. I mean, it looks pretty awesome to be fair. But that's that's one of the hotter ones from that set as well. Uh, and you also get a gold border. So um, yeah, Mojo breaks ripped one, and they pulled the black. Uh, Real breaks, uh, a company out of Minnesota, they did a 2011 update as well, and a mixer with. Uh, Bowman football for the I can't remember the year for the Tom Brady rookie and also uh, Topps Bazooka basketball for LeBron rookies which was actually a really cool set. Uh, anywho, from the 2011 update they pulled a base Mike Trout uh, and they also pulled a gold 
Anthony Rizzo, uh, rookie card. Oh, wow. Yeah, so his rookie's in that set as well, which uh, I guess, so it's not just Mike Trout. And Goldschmidt has a rookie in that set as well. So it's not just Mike Trout that's making that box eight grand, although he's probably making up seven of that eight grand. But you also have Goldschmidt rookies in there and Rizzo rookies as well. Um, and I think we talked a little bit over the weekend uh, on text about why would you ever buy an eight grand box? And I still think that uh, eight grand for a box of 2011 update, if you can find one, still feels like value. Uh, yeah, just even hang on to it. You know, yeah, yeah, to keep it sealed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I, that still feels like value to me, but then what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very sketchy history of investing in like loose stuff and, and, and sealed stuff. So. so, but it's funny you mentioned the Mike Trout thing because I didn't realize that that would explain why DJ Ski paid a million dollars for his one of one platinum card mm, yeah so i didn't realize that i just i was like oh this must be some variation but i never actually put one one together there because yeah um we'll talk about that on project 70 but yes uh yeah obviously he dropped a million dollars on that card which was I very well timed yeah yeah i forgot he had that well yeah he, he must have bought it probably a few months ago then hang on to it and then when he released his card. Oh yeah, by the way, I put my card I just bought on the card. <laughs> that is a flex. Yes. Isn't it? That is a flex. Yeah. That is flexing on flexing. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Not only am I designing my own cards for tops, but I'm also gonna put in like the million dollar card that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. When we have skis budget for cars and shoes, we'll be okay, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind his budget for anything, if I'm perfectly honest. But <laughs> I think it's food budget. I'll be okay yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. He's quite wee and skinny, isn't he? I don't think he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's all that high end stuff. It's like probably like vegan and all that crap there. <laughs> yeah, you mean he's, you mean he's not shopping at Aldi? <laughs> no, I don't think he needs to go to Aldi. <laughs> Uh, why we, oh. How have we got onto the shopping habits of, of DJ Ski? I don't know, but well. I guess we can use this to apex nicely into Project Seventy then, and and have Jason's Project Seventy update, which is which is kind of paying a paying a bit of a price this week, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Tops has uh, decided not to update the print runs after the glorious weekend they had the week, weekend before, where we had five of the seven lowest selling cards. Um, be there so uh they updated the, from the cards that came out last monday and that's it so uh I, the intern obviously got lost somewhere in the national <laughs> he's probably tied up or he's sweeping to pay his bills or something like that and they've not updated the cards so uh not a whole lot to report i got a feeling there'll be some really low run cards on sunday the tops was smart and released the dj ski obviously mike trout card there and they released alex pardee's um, Fernando Tatis Predator card, which was mm, awesome. That was really um, cool, yeah. Um, and, and they released that on a Thursday, so I think they'll have the numbers up for those two cards, but I think everyone's buying a five or ten pack from that, mm. and you'll see a, a few of those just not do it. But yeah, um, probably should have taken a break for the National, um, but they did flex and say, hey, look, we're going to drop our two popular artists on the same day, on the first day of the National there. So, yeah, can't complain too much about that. Um, print runs keep getting lower and lower. <laughs> like it's it's just getting more ridiculous on there but uh there were some cool cards that came out with uh, the ski trout we had the tatis but i think my favorite one of the week was the uh, ces uh pete alonso card where he's holding back like a pack of polar bears oh nice so yeah uh, uh, that's a nice choice i'm glad you picked that one i probably like that one too so yeah so it, there was what's he uh at 
quite a few uh, project 2020 to 70 artists were at obviously uh at the national there uh ben baller was there jacob rochester was there chuck styles was there ski blake and lauren taylor were all there and it looked like no, no, no. you, have, you have to you have to give lauren her full title <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the Lawrence. show. Thank you. Friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, friend of the show, Lauren Taylor. Yeah, she friend wasn't of the show. Yes. Um, um, she, was, <coughs> she was hanging out with Blake at the Beckett booth, I think. Yeah, they were signing autographs there. So really interesting fact. So I didn't realize when Ben Baller signed was signing his cards last year, he wasn't signing the card. He was signing the case. Oh, okay. And I thought, well, that's... That's pretty lame. I mean, you pretty much can't smudge that thing because, it, I mean, I've never tried to write on the case there, but I imagine it doesn't work very well. Well, I mean, Sharpies all write on anything at the end of the day, but yeah, I would say it's going to be significantly easier to smudge on the outside of a case than it is on the inside of a case on a card. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was probably the most unusual thing I'd heard because why wouldn't you open it up, sign it, and then close it back up again? Yeah. That makes anyway, no sense to me. The only thing it does is preserves the top seal on the card. So obviously, so I've bought artist signed cards. Um, I bought a, a Lauren Taylor. I bought the Lauren Taylor. Uh, I can't remember which one. That's shocking. I bought one of her cards. Um, it, art, it was the Luke Gehrig. I think it was the Gehrig, yeah. Um, and she'd obviously taken off the project, the Topps Project Seventy sticker that they put over the, like the magnetic bit on the One Touch, and replaced it with a Lauren Taylor's illustration one. Uh, so the only thing it would do is preserve that, it would preserve that seal, because you wouldn't have to take that off, take the card out to sign it, to put it back in, and put the sticker back on. Uh, that would be the only reason I can think of to do that. But it's a bit like I guess signing the outside of the case. It's a bit like I said, well, you know, this is the thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you did that though. Um, yeah, I, I would have thought because I mean it was a one-on-one card. This was, I think, it was the the it was his collab with Blake, so card one hundred, Mike Trout, and those that was the pretty much the pinnacle of when the cards were uh, were going crazy there. Mm. So someone would have paid probably like a thousand dollars for it, and I would have been pretty upset if some if I had thousand dollars for a card and had it signed on the case and not the damn card. Not the case. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Because so it'd be I mean, really like, easy to take the card out and just put anything else in the case, would it? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, like myself, like I'm, I just went and bought uh, a bunch of black top loaders or uh, one one hundred thirty point um, one touch one, one touch. Oh God! Or yes, I, I, I I've, I've tongue tied myself and I'm done now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I bought a bunch of those to display my project twenty twenty project seventy cards there. I think it's cool with the black border in it there. And you know, so if I had bought this Ben Baller, then I would have been like, well, that was pointless. Now now I have to put like the Ben Baller card in the new one touch and then display the stupid yeah, <laughs> the stupid one true. touch with yeah. his autograph on it. So. <laughs> yeah, you need to have two separate displays for it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, who knows? But that was just an interesting thing there. Uh, there were a few dealers that had cards there and they were actually asking like ridiculous money for it. Like, again, they were asking like, Forty dollars for the same card we were just talking about—the Mike Trout, Ben Baller, Blake Jameson card, which you can pretty much pick on eBay up for like five bucks. That's wild. Then you know, dealers have stuff priced at forty, and they're already actually starting negotiations. Ten. Yeah, I, I, I can go to eBay and pick one up. Uh, but they said, you know, it, it's a growing market. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, I'm enjoying Project 70 much more than I am Project 2020 because you actually can just do whatever you want with them. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I think it's one of those things that people know about it. And I think the more you see it, the more you can get there. But I mean, with these low print runs, they're just going to go straight in people's homes. You're not going to see them floating about very often besides maybe anything from the top 20 from Project Project 2020. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true. Do, do you think maybe, do you think, I mean, we're not going to know, but do you think Tops have done it so we don't continue to see the plummeting print runs? Or is that, I, is that just being too, is that my cynical brain once again? I see. I think you, you do it and you don't tell anyone the print runs. That, wait till it's done and then you buy what you want and then you're not chasing anything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, yeah, you should buy what you want, not what social media tell you to buy. But yeah, we all know that doesn't happen. No, exactly. So, you know, how, how interested did you go? And go? Okay, fine. I'm not going to buy this and, and wait to the print run. I mean, they can't do it. I mean, this thing's not even halfway done. I think we're at card 400 now and we mm. still have 650 to go. <laughs> so, it's so, it's so mad. I have to like keep reminding ourselves of that every week. But yeah, we've not even reached the halfway point. Absolutely. I mean, you're looking, yeah, it's, it's so far to go. So um, yeah, I think the best bet out is to go, you know what, we're not going to release put runs and you just have to see what you get. And then you have a mad scramble at the end to go, okay, what cards are worth a lot now? Ones, so, yeah, or, or maybe they release them all at the end of the project or something. Yeah, I, I think that would make it interesting. I, I think the artists would probably wouldn't go for it because they need to pump their stuff up as much as they can. But, you know, it seems like with so many artists, most of them just don't care. <laughs> no, know, yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, if you're making a five or a card, like how much money do you really need to make to kind of, you know, be happy with your return on it. I mean, if you're if you're only getting seven hundred cards, yeah, you're not really making a whole lot. I guess that, that I guess that number is going to vary depending on on where you sit. On so it, it be, in that regard, it'd be very difficult to compare Snoop Dogg's expected return to somebody like you know, an, uh, somebody to I don't want to say a proper artist, but but you know what you know what I mean if I said that. An artist, yes. Yeah, so, an, an, so, an artist versus one of the like the the pop culture people who are doing it, I mm-hmm. suppose, is the fairest way of putting it. Yeah, we'll say okay. We'll say like we'll go Lauren Taylor versus Don C. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty fair comparison, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lauren's obviously you know art is her art is her her living, as it were. Whereas for you know like Ski and like you say Don C and and Action Bronson and. Uh, and, and guys of that nature, it's not their it's not their their main pipeline, if that's the right way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have they have other things, and this is just a, for want of a better expression, it's more like a side hustle for them, I guess. But yeah, it's a kind of a fun project where I have to make twenty cards. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if they sell ten or they sell ten thousand. Which uh, actually brings up another point there, because there was a, a big kerfuffle about did the all star cards count for towards the project twenty, which Top said yes. And then well, that's funny said because no. the artist said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were on, trying to. Yeah, because I listened to Ski's um, Ski's playlist about his uh, about his All Star card. He was like, "Oh yeah," and led it off with, "This isn't part of the. It's not part of the set. It's 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 something that only. I think I think mostly because not all of the artists were asked to do them. It was only certain artists that were asked to do them." Yeah, so exactly. like there's only nine, there's a starting the lineup. There's nine cards. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like a companion set for the set rather than being part of the main set. Christ, that sounds like yeah. the Matrix. 
exactly. But yeah, so uh, but I think it all kicked off by Alex Party saying that it was part of the set, and then everyone went, "Oh my gosh!" Like it, I, I didn't buy the All Star cards because I already have your Ronald Acuna. I don't need an All Star card, Ronald Acuna, and uh, Tescaro Hernandez. So I really don't need that one. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's right. They are they are additional to the set. It's not they are additional. It's been yeah. confirmed um, yeah, by the guy who runs Project. 70 and said no they're not because again a lot of people are freaking out because again you, you pick pretty much the most popular artist to do a set and if you weren't buying the set because you didn't really care for it then you're screwed yeah. so yeah i mean let's be honest like it's a gold frame poster that we're chasing it's i think a lot of people are going to be well, disappointed yeah i've screwed done. it yeah i've screwed it because i missed one i missed one of bronson so now i'm just like Psh, fine ebay for me uh i don't i don't have to stress about Fight like uh, checking every top's email to see if he's released one this uh, released one on this day or whatever. You know, it's now it's just like oh, oh, I've missed a couple of Bronsons. Right, I'll go get them off eBay because I'm, uh, I'm not gonna get the poster now. I'll buy. I'll probably end up buying the poster. Who knows? <laughs> You're gonna spend more on the poster than you on the cards. <laughs> yeah, probably unless it's stupid money, in which case, like, nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still annoyed at myself that I missed it, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, there's uh, much worse things going on in the world. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it's worth it or not. Like the, the cards are basically going for what they sold for. So, well, yeah, I paid, I paid 20 bucks. I paid 20 bucks on eBay for, for one, but I would have paid 20 bucks on tops for one. So somebody, the guy who I bought off has probably bought them at the cheapest quantity discount. So he's probably made two or $3 off me. Oh, well, that's fine. Fair enough. You're providing Fair me with enough, a service. Yeah. I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went back and I have found the the post from uh, Baseball Card Exchange. So for those who aren't familiar with Baseball Card Exchange, this would actually make a really good junk episode because speak about these guys who wrap vintage boxes. Um, so Baseball Baseball Card Exchange and other companies of the same ilk uh, inspect boxes, um, either vintage boxes or junk wax era boxes, or even modern stuff as well. Uh, but mostly stuff that will, that wasn't originally factory sealed and they'll inspect it and make sure it's genuine and they'll authenticate it and then they'll uh, wrap it in their branded uh, shrink wrap and, and they'll verify it as uh, an original box either from a sealed case or if it's not from a sealed case that they've witnessed then they'll inspect all the packs inside and say yeah we, we, we guarantee that these packs haven't been rifled through or searched or whatever it's an authentic box filled with, filled with authentic packs. So yeah, 1971, you're correct. Yes, 1971 uh, Topps Baseball uh, was on sale. Uh, baseball card exchange wrapped. I don't know if it was from a sealed case, actually, but it doesn't say it is, so I'm going to say it's not. So it's actually, just there's a too many cases case. of 1971 Topps kicking them out. You would be amazed at what people seem to turn up in their, like when their elderly <laughs> relatives die and they go into the loft or they go into the basement and they just find all this stuff. Anywho. Uh, yeah, 1971 Topps Baseball, unopened, first series wax box, uh, 110,000 American groats, uh, which was kind of crazy. 1971 Topps Baseball, unopened, sixth series wax box, uh, again, BBCE uh, authenticated, 160,000 American groats. Uh, 1971 Topps Baseball, unopened, fourth series wax box, 110,000 groats. And fifth series, one hundred and thirty-five thousand. I'm yeah. curious. Uh, we need to have Glenn on the show to find the series on there. If it's actual, like Glenn, Glenn add, would know. another. 
Yeah, I know exactly. We, you know, do they just add in the hundred cards? And go, okay, here's series two now. Yeah, right. well, so Her- they still kind of do that with heritage. So they have normal Her- heritage that releases early in the year, mm-hmm. and then later in the year you get you get the heritage high number set, and it's right. like it's a little bit, I guess, like tops update, but in the heritage style. Yeah, um, I mean, it was the same with the junkier. I mean, it was like you would get upper deck, and then you'd have you know. Well, they did both now. They went series one, which was one through 300, and then mm. you have series two, which is 301 to 600. Yeah, well, same with Top's flagship now. It's almost exactly the same. I think it was one to right. 350, and then 351 to seven uh, to 700. But yes, yeah, a very similar idea. But yeah, to have like six series in, in one year seems a little bit insane. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll ask Glenn about that. He can explain that one. In the, in the same post from Baseball Card Exchange, they also had 2011. Uh, tops update sealed so like still with the tops factory wrap on so obviously it doesn't need to be authenticated um for a hobby box nine thousand nine hundred dollars was their ticket price uh for a jumbo hobby box 11 grand and if you wanted a blaster box so a blaster box uh, for the uninitiated are the ones that you can buy from normally from like walmart and target and places like that for like maybe 25 bucks tops including your tax and stuff uh, $2,850, and that only had 10 packs in it. So there you go. Uh, 10 packs so, of, of eight cards for $2,850. So what you're saying is we need to buy a box and then have a have a break, and everyone buys one pack at like 800 pounds. <laughs> I would love to do a 2011 Tops Update break. I'd, uh, one day I would love to do one, uh, which is, like I said, why I still think eight, or, well, that, that says 9-9, but... Uh, I still think the eight to ten thousand dollars range for for a box of update is is probably in a, probably still a good investment at that price. Yeah, I, I'd love to break my. I think that that would be the peak break for me. Uh, would be to do, would be to do two thousand eleven update. Um, you need some white gloves for that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would be sweating <laughs> opening those cards. <laughs> You know, like you open a thousand boxes of cards and never like drop one and never ding one and stuff like that. And the one time it happens is when you're opening the ten grand box and people lose their minds over it. Yeah, exactly. You just have to set that one down. And go, all right. I'm gonna walk away from this one till I can regain my nerves. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I would probably wet myself if I did actually do it and and like hit a Mike Trout card. That'd be kind of wild. Yeah, we we see win the lottery so we can go crazy one day. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> God, yeah. Imagine got the national with lottery money in your pocket. Oh, Jesus Christ, that would. Uh, oh, my yeah. budget's just a million, maybe a million <laughs> and a half. <laughs> what, what's your budget? The the entire convention is my budget. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, like I said I shared a photo with you that was really cool. Is that somebody was actually selling a, a game worn and autographed Joe DiMaggio hat? Yeah, yeah, sixty k, right? Yeah, that's almost a bargain. Oh, but I mean, I looked at him. I was like, well, I can't afford to like remortgage my house, but. Yeah, that didn't feel like a lot of money for something and something that would that is, you know, an iconic piece of memorabilia. You know, whether everyone can hate the Yankees, I don't care, but you know, the the one of the most storied players from one of the most storied franchises of baseball history. Uh, yeah, to get an authentic an authentic game worn and signed. I mean, it doesn't, measure, too, yeah, exactly. yeah, it doesn't get too much better, does it? I mean, but I think you can hate the Yankees, but I think you can only hate the modern Yankees. I mean, you, you really can't go and hate the Yankees from back then. There was like literally like eight teams. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like hating 20% in the league. If you yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you really can't do a whole lot about that. Modern Yankees, absolutely. No problem, you know, but uh, you can't go. Listen, yeah, most, that most... Babe Ruth guy, I hate that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's an asshole. <laughs> 
I really hate Roger uh, Roger Maris. God, yeah. home runs all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that Luke Eric, what a dick. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you're not going there. Like I said, fair, fair game to the like, Aaron Judge and the rest of the guys there. But you know, the old guys, it's it's history. Like I said, there's yeah. no reason. I, I think for most of the season, most Yankees fans hated the Yankees. Um, but obviously things are maybe starting to take a bit of a turn. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, we can we can shoehorn it in um, for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes of the show. But obviously one of the, the big things that happened in, in actual Major League Baseball was the trade deadlines now passed. And that obviously has ramifications in the, the card collecting space as well. People will get upset if their if their favorite player has been traded and they'll start especially if they if they collect if they're a fan of that team and they collect that player then you might find they'll start offloading those players so yeah if you're a chicago cubs collector you're basically selling your cards right now <laughs> as a as a yankees fan i'm not complaining because we got rizzo and uh yeah he's been kind of uh he's he had an instant impact i think is the best way of putting it so yeah, so are are you buying? Are you buying Anthony Rizzo cards because he's a Yankee and potentially could be a Yankee after this year? I already have bought an Anthony Rizzo card as a Yankee. Um, yeah, because I think even if it's a rental, I still think it's cool. Like we 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 obviously had that trip to Chicago, and I think we all sort of carry a bit of a, a bit of a torch for Chicago as our National League team or, or our second team uh, outside of our, or, or our third team. It's the Cubs. Everyone loves the Cubs. the Cubs. No one yeah, hates every, the Cubs. Everyone loves the Cardinals Cubs, fans. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and White Sox fans maybe. Um, so yeah, so every yeah we 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 have that soft spot for for the Cubs. So in a way, it's a shame to see them breaking a, breaking apart the last. The last uh, vestiges of that team that that won it all in twenty sixteen. Um, at the same time, I'm not not disappointed that we got Rizzo at all. Uh, I think it's a pretty great move. And yeah, they did a tops. They did a, a tops now card uh, over the weekend, so I bought some of those. Uh, I'll be gifting one of them, uh, but I'm going to keep it as a surprise. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm all in it. I think it's a great deal. Do I do I think he's going to hang around? I don't I don't know. I don't feel I don't know if he'll re-sign past this year, but I think it's a great rental. It's interesting. I'm very curious to see. Like, yeah, am I a Joey Gallo fan now? It's like, is this are you buying his card there? Because it it, it was uh, oh gosh, who was it? Uh, somebody had just I saw bought a bunch of like Nick Slack cards because he was a former Yankee now and current. You know, Rain is like. Is, is that a good idea? I, I, is that a gamble? Like, Rizzo is a great player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Like, he's going to have a soft spot for anyone in Chicago. But, yeah. Um, yeah. He falls know. in that hole of very good again, doesn't he? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, unless he suddenly hits a ton of home runs or suddenly hits her average and, you know, gets over 3,000 hits, which we don't see happening, you know, is a feel good story. So, yeah. I mean, it's, but enough, it's, but it's, yeah. Cards, it's cards definitely have value in, in the collector space. Like I say, the. His rookie cards in 2011 update the same as the Mike Trout one, uh, and you're not disappointed if you pull a if you pull a Rizzo rookie card, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you go back and look at I me. Mean, like I literally had just bought a, a San Diego Padres, Padres Anthony Rizzo jersey because I have not seen one. He, he literally played like three months for the Padres. Yeah, yeah. Said he was crap, and then we traded him. So, yeah. oh, I'm gonna get a jersey. I'm gonna get a Rizzo jersey. Like I say, even if he hangs around for like, just for the rest <laughs> of the season, I don't care. I think it's cool that he played with us for for a little a little amount of time. Um, part of me would like to see him. Part of me thinks he'll go back to the Cubs, uh, perhaps on like a homer on like a hometown deal. I mean, he's getting he's not 
He's not old, but you know he's younger than he's younger than you and I, so he's not old. He's like thirty-one. Yeah, he's like thirty, thirty-one. Yeah, which I mean, that's prime. That's prime territory for the Yankees, giving him a ten-year, two hundred and fifty million dollar deal. <laughs> An uh, Albert Pujols style deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, the Yankees have a little bit of a history of that. Uh, I don't know. I'd I'd like to see him hang around. There, there was obviously heaps of talk that he was going to go to Boston before he actually signed with us at the, at the deadline. So Boston's maybe another landing spot for him after this year, but. Either stay. I'd like to. I was saying when I was doing breaks over the weekend and, and speaking about it in chat and stuff like that. Um, I was saying then that the smart money was he was he would go back to the Cubs after this season. Uh, I don't know if I'm quite so if I've still got that same courage in in, in my convictions now. If I'm honest, I think it's one of those things. Uh, it doesn't happen often. We're set to get traded away and they come back. Uh, our Joel's Chaplin's like the most recent. Well, yeah, you, you can draw a real close parallel because obviously the Yankees sent Chapman to the Cubs in 2016 and then he came back at the end of the year and obviously helped them win the World Series and then came back to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of factors go to it. I mean, I don't, I'm assuming he has kids and so they don't want to uproot the kids. But then, you know, a lot of times athletes have kids that, it's, you know, they stay in Florida year round and, and go from there. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, everyone kind of wondered why Pujols signed with the Dodgers. Is it meant he didn't have to move? Like, they just move. had to, yeah, yeah. He, instead of going north, he had to go south for his health. You know? <laughs> exactly. That was the only difference for yeah. him. So, yeah, uh, him, him and the family loved uh, loved California, and you know, why wouldn't you? Uh, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I can see I, that's a bigger pool than you think it is where people say, I like to stay home. So, um, I mean, I. I hate to see the Cubs get their roster like it is, but I would assume they didn't have deals with any of those guys there, and uh, they'll they'll be the level of losers for a long time again. So yeah, I mean they're getting some pretty solid guys back. That's the thing, you know. They're obviously re- they're, they're obviously rebuilding. They, they didn't make any secret of the fact they were going to start rebuilding again. Um, you know, when the when the when the main core of that team started to kind of drift away. I mean, I mean the main core of the team was uh, Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo, right? And now all three of them have gone in this trade window. Um, and, yeah. Sorry, just gonna be giggle because there was there was someone talking about uh, how many core players we need uh, like that, and uh, somebody had said, "Oh, it was the core five guys in the Yankees." And I was like, "They were literally called the core four <laughs> He was like, "Yeah, it's it's Posada, it's Mo, it's Jeter, and uh, who am I missing there?" Um, Pettit, yeah, and, and and the guy tried to say Bernie was part of the core four, or the core five, and I was like, no, man, like literally, there's a book called the core four. Yeah. Four guys. Man, you put me on the spot there, try to get the fourth one. I'm pretty impressed with myself right now that I pulled the fourth uh, I, one out of thin air. I should have known that, but yeah, it was just interesting because yeah, Bernie obviously came a couple of years earlier with that there. Um, but yeah, it was just funny. I was like, so you don't actually know your own team that <laughs> they called the core five. Yeah, like, doesn't know his own team. Definitely a Yankees fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just go with a champion star, Char. So <laughs> I, I like the Cowboys, the Lakers. <laughs> Cowboys haven't won anything. <laughs> they got titles, man. Title Town. That's titles, all I care about. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Basketball okay. news. Right. Russell Westbrook got traded. I saw that. Yeah, it was a big trade to the Lakers. And the yeah. thing, how terrible it is. It was literally like the worst person you could add to LeBron and Anthony Davis. And there, uh, there you go. Um, uh, again, former Sonic. It was the last person drafted by the Sonics before he became oh, the Thunder. That's a lovely. That's a lovely fact. I like that. I, I do that. Yeah. No, because that, that was. Ah, I'm never going to talk to the Sonics. Anyway, so 
Sonic's had a brilliant team all together there. Clay Bennett, you can go suck my dick. I'm moving my team away. You are a dick, my friend, sir. And I and I also have stopped drinking Starbucks because of Howard Schultz, and you sold the team there. So uh, the problem was... Uh, I don't believe were... that last statement for one minute. I've seen you with many a pumpkin spice latte, you basically... I, get, I can't wait till <laughs> September. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, no, the problem was uh, Howard Schultz was the owner, and there was like 27 other uh, owners, uh, partial owners to the team. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. That, it would, so, it would make sense, though, because, you know, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, so when the market crashed, um, obviously people were short on cash, and they just took the, the money from Clay Bennett, who promised he would do everything he would to keep the team in Seattle and then move it as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, that's nice. And, Imagine, an, imagine iron- an owner lying to the fan base. Unheard of, right? I, I know. And, and the irony of it now, he is on like the reco- relocation committee for the NBA. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, that is rubbing salt in a wound, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so I, I hope he dies in a horrible car accident. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on for basketball. <laughs> Jason's not bitter at all. How are you feeling? Uh, how, how are you feeling about the Krakens draft? How's your NHL knowledge coming along? I, I was just said like when you were mentioning F one names, I said you could have said those guys are Kraken players. So I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I do know who Lewis Hamilton is there, but like you know, on top of that, I'm like I have no idea. Oh, um, I mean, if nothing else, this this helps us segue nicely into Bunt because we haven't talked about Bunt yet. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm looking forward to Kraken. I, apparently, I've told them we did well in our expansion draft. And uh, yeah, I think, and, and everyone says, I think it's this week when all the hockey uh, trades start happening. And like, why not? Oh, so, interesting. Okay. So uh, apparently, we're not a playoff team, but you never know. <coughs> so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I say, you, you could you could throw you could throw cracking players at me, and uh, I wouldn't exactly. I was I like, to pick he... out of thin air. The only reason I know they drafted is because, as well as doing tops bunt, uh, I we you do it as well. We we do, we do the NHL on top skate as well. Uh, so yeah, that's how I, that's that's where I get all my cracking news from is the fact that we had the, <laughs> we had the expansion draft and there was a it's celebratory set on skate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, compl- I completely forgot about buying that there. I have to trade, <laughs> trade my way to get all the Kraken players. So, yeah, oh, man, I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I played a little bit of skate I, again. I, like, I don't recognize anyone's names there, so I don't get really excited about anything yet. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, need, to get some, we'll need to get some of our Canadian friends on to talk hockey with us one week. We'll do a hockey special. I'm sure, yeah, um, and and they'll know what it is there. So I, you know, I haven't actually logged in the week. I, I did like the Inception set. But I kind of like Inception. Yeah, it's, just, it's 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 a bit of a, a fun one there. So yeah, Skate, Star Wars, which I still don't quite understand yet either. No, I'm just collecting base cards and Star Wars until I figure it out or until they do something with it. Um, it just feels like yeah, here's like four thousand base cards to go and collect. So, all right, brilliant. Thanks for that. Yeah, so uh, I still haven't anything anything great, so it doesn't really motivate me to do that. But yes, no. obviously, top spot is what we want to talk about Indeed. there. Uh, we had a, a, a tribute event, which kicked off at 8.30 on a Friday night, which wasn't exactly the best time to have an no. event kick off for, no. uh, for people. It wasn't really an event, though, was it? They, they did a special, a special release, and you just had to go and buy packs. But it was a little bit of, not a con, that's not the right way of putting it. It's not a con, because that, that would be very unfair. It was very heavily weighted to paying to play to get the good stuff out of that set. Um, Absolutely. The iconic cards for just the free players was one out of 500, where the pay to play was one out of 25. Yeah. I mean, that's like a factor of 200. That's crazy. 
So uh, was it was it anything great? I I, I like tribute. So uh, uh, <laughs> I like it so much. I planned four accounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that, uh, that's the thing. So I was excited about it as well when you shared the details of it, because obviously the the event that they've done with tribute has kind of been a lot of fun. So they've, they've done two different two different events with tribute. You know, where you you have to grind out certain tasks or whatever, and then you get. Uh, the exclu- it forces you to to buy a lot of a lot of tribute packs, which is fine because it's a, a good looking set. Um, and then you get the event exclusive like purples and greens and stuff as well, which is really cool. And it was fun kind of grinding out that event and and collecting some of these cars. But this was just purely here they go. We've, we've released a special set. Have at it. So I think I dropped about three hundred and fifty thousand coins on it and got like two su- hundred packs. Uh, it would have been about yeah. hundred packs. And I got, I think, two super rares, but one of those super rares I pulled out of a super pack, which is one of the packs you pay for, because I'd earned like 400 free diamonds just over time, and one pack was 300 diamonds. Or 250, yeah. I think, whatever. Yeah, matter. I mean, it's not nothing great. Like, yeah, uh, it's a little bit uh, of a disappointment. After the, fun, after the fun of the event, I thought, oh, this is great. And I actually, when I, when I first started the app up, I went into events thinking it was another event. And it was like, no, no, just go and buy the stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it, it was an event to the fact that there was a hundred iconics of each card, and and what we didn't realize right. it was once every card had reached their hundred iconic, that was the end of the event. Yeah, and that was that was kind of it. So I, I kind of like uh, actually just before we got on, they had another release of the top seventy rare cards that had the motion on it. Oh, okay. And uh, they were selling those, and they they kind of pop up. I don't even know when they pop up, <laughs> and, and, and you can kind of get them there, and then they disappear again. Yeah, um, they'll all be gone by the time we finish the show. But. Yeah, long, maybe, maybe not. I mean, well, you can pay for them. The, the paid ones are always yeah, kind of stick around for a couple. Of, yeah, um, yeah they they said there was you know seven thousand packs, um, and so I was like, okay, great. There's a limited number of packs. I'll buy what I can there and, and try to get. Um, I've already hit the mic trout on that one, so I don't really feel the need to really buy any more. Um, but I, you know, still kind of bite them. But yeah, um, I, I like their events. I think that, that keeps me interested in out there. I had a really interesting conversation with the main bunt group on on Facebook, mm. and we were discussing card count and, and what do you what value do you place on your cards? Is it the rarity or the card count? And most people say it's the card count is what they value more, which makes the most sense to me. Yeah. But if if you ever trade on bunt. <laughs> You get all sorts of kind of offers for your stuff there. Yeah. And, and uh, I, like I said, like I was happily traded away all my dupes for the purple tri- tribute events. And people were like, oh, yeah, I'll give you like three tier three cards for that. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's not going to work for my stuff here, buddy. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy to go, right, okay, I know there's like 4,000 of my common or uncommon ones there. So let's, let's kind of find something that works in that, in that area there. But it's interesting how people value stuff. I mean, some people were giving me super rares for what I had, which was fantastic. I'm not going to say no to that, but uh, it really comes down to card count. Really. I mean, what would you rather have an, a legendary card count of something that has 50 or, or iconic that, you know, has 50. It's a, basically the same thing. Yeah. It's just yeah, the rarity there. Point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the, 70th anniversary set uh, packs were 7,000 coins each, which is a scandalous price. Yeah. Um, they're sold out. The super packs at the minute, there's 13,046 left. Uh, but And each of those is only, each of those are 70 diamonds and you get one guaranteed uh, rare 70th anniversary base card in there. 
You get one rare card anyways. Yeah. Um, I actually have 150 diamonds left, so I could get two of those packs. So it's a complete waste of your diamonds. And to be honest, I didn't pay you, anything for them. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, there might be something else that might actually be a little more what you'd buy a video, but uh, you get a base card regardless if you bought the paying 7,000 coins for it or there. It's, there's no differential on that. So. No, not at all. Um, I think the odds are the same as well. What is this? I don't know. Oh, uh, unless you, you have a, a chance to actually hit like a second rare card, you're guaranteed one, maybe you can hit two. Um, or, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, feel free to go for it. And uh, yeah, I, I know you guys give us a lot of uh, abuse about Bunt. I like Bunt. Uh, like I said, my collection of cards hasn't doubled <laughs> because of it. Uh, you know, I was like, I don't have many space there. And it's kind of, we always say it kind of fills that void. It just uh, scratches that itch. But I think we're going to try to save up to, well, you're way ahead of me on the coins. Um, yeah, save I'm up to like, like maybe, 3 million at the moment. <laughs> But uh, to go and open like a good, you know, thousand cards and, you know, get like a million points and open up a set we really like because um, you're after Ginter. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if they bring Ginter too. I think they've done Ginter in years past, so I'm hoping that, that they will. I thought we'd have seen Gypsy Queen on this by now. Gypsy Queen is like a really nice looking set physically. I think it would, I think it would look really great on, uh, it would look really great digitally as well. I kind of thought we would have seen it by now. No, that doesn't mean to say that it's not going to come, but. You know, Gypsy Queen's been out for three weeks now. Uh, I kind of feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it. But, you know, they're dropping all these exclusives again, like we said last week. Uh, I think a lot of these sets, the, a lot of these designs that only appear in Bunt, some of them would actually make really nice physical sets. Now, obviously, they can't take every design and make a physical set of it. And, I mean, they probably do too many already as it is. Um, but, yeah, some of them look really cool. Gypsy Queen, they've done that previously. I was just looking right okay, there. There you go. Well, I might see I it yet, I suppose. But well, and Ginter comes out. Was it next week? Um, the eleventh. So the physical comes out on the eleventh of August. Yeah, because so we'll it has my my favorite hockey player. Speaking of that, there, Dave. Oh, this is, a, this is a nice way to finish actually with some Ginter news. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, they're they're pulling out the various celebrities, I guess, for Ginter like that. Yeah, so Ginter, it, Ginter, every year Ginter always has pop, they, they mix in pop culture cards with like with baseball players, and they do strange insert sets. Like it was uh, Chili Peppers a few years ago. Then last year it was uh, farm themed, so you had like a rake car. I can't remember what the one that that became like, tractor or something. Like that. Yeah, it was like it was like the tractor card or oh, something. Oh, like this that. is the one that did the egg. The, yeah, they did. Yeah, so they did the egg, and then, and then they did uh, like paleontology cards a few years ago as well. And there was a megalodon card that was worth a fortune. So one of the, one right. of the most expensive cards that's come out again in recent years was one of the megalodon cards. Uh, so yeah, so it's a real, real eclectic set. I think is the best way of putting it. But yeah, they include non-baseball players in a baseball card set. So they have like pop culture, pop culture people as well, which leads on to what you were saying. So yeah, so obviously probably since I know so much of hockey because I've watched Slapshot a thousand <laughs> times, <laughs> they they have one of the Hanson brothers on there, so uh, that's pretty cool. I, 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 if you decide to do a break, I, I will buy into that break so I can, or at least put a bounty on the Hanson brother card. Oh, that's not a bad idea actually. I quite, I quite like putting a bounty on breaks because like getting not to everybody's taste, but if you give the give somebody an opportunity to win something, then. Uh, it often encourages people to get involved. Yeah, yeah. The non—I mean, traditionally in 
uh, in the break format, the non-baseball cards would either just be given a spot by themselves or they would just get randomed off to all the people who were included in the break. But uh, yeah, maybe to do like a Hanson brother, Hanson brother's bounty or something, that might be kind of fun. I like yeah. that. Let's do that. Yeah, I like that. Idea. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, I, and then I can get. I'm, I'm still. I'm, I really want to get a, a Charleston's Chiefs jersey. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember a long time ago we bought one for Nick? Yep, absolutely. For, yep. Was it maybe for his thirtieth birthday or something? Yeah, it was when we were all buying uh, baseball jerseys for each other for our birthdays. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we got Paul a, a, an Oakland jersey when when he went to Vancouver. Vancouver and showed up yeah. like four months later. And came back four months later. I think yeah. he did it just to get an Oakland A's jersey out of him. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, excellent. Well, that was a lovely way to finish with a little bit of uh, a little bit of Alan and Ginter news. So yeah, August eleventh, Alan and Ginter releases. It's the next kind of major release for Tops. Um, then after that, we get into shiny season. There's lots of shiny stuff coming out. Um, that will be very interesting but yeah I think that's a pretty nice way to round out the, the show this week, we've managed to fill our hour again which is great um, yeah we're still still weighed down by kids and stuff for the next few weeks so we might just have more news and uh, update shows next week unless we can pull our guest out of our backside in the next sort of uh, next sort of four or five days so I imagine uh, it could just be Jason and I back next week but yeah we will be back next week, next Monday as usual, live at 9pm uh <laughs> I'm determined this week to get the podcast out on time. Um, so the last couple of weeks I've been slightly latchy at getting the podcast out. So yeah, I'm going to say 9pm from Wednesday, uh, this show will be available as a podcast. You can get us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you like to download podcasts from. You should find us on there. Um, yeah, as always, Jason, thank you very much for, for being with us. Your closing thoughts? everyone stay safe out there um it's summer break enjoy enjoy it while you can and uh yeah i'm looking forward to i guess autumn happening and we can really kind of bring some more guests on there we we, are, we have a few people lined up we're, we're just having to find dates on it uh, i promise they will be interesting interviews <laughs> yes with our unique interview our unique interview style yeah, exactly, and, and, and more white cloth. <laughs> and more, yeah, that's what we need. We need, we need. We really need to get them on board as a sponsor. I think. I think we're going to have to reach out. I think we need to reach. We need Brewdog because they're right up in Aberdeen. It's a Scottish show. Oh, Brewdogs! Everyone doesn't like Brewdog at the moment. They're not. They're not very de rigueur. They're they're very much in the the trending downwards. I think is the the safest way to put it. At the yeah, moment. but they're trying to they're trying to get rid of all their hard seltzer. So I'm, I'm quite happy yeah. to take as much free hard <laughs> seltzer as I can. <laughs> Yeah, regardless of how they may or may not have treated their employees past and present. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we'll save that. Hanging out of the kitchen for... too much is what you're saying, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, we'll save those stories for a beer related podcast uh, <laughs> or a seltzer related podcast. Hey, seltzer, yes, yeah, so that's a new one coming out. That's really what we're having the interviews yeah. on. We've got about eight different uh, seltzer podcasts coming yeah. out soon. So that's what we've been working on. We've been putting too much effort into, into seltzer weekly. <laughs> perfect all, all right. right excellent everyone Thanks a lot, Jason. take care we'll see you guys next week same time same place yeah stay safe everybody take care